what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. When this rebellion took place sometime in the eons of the past, when Lucifer led that rebellion, why didn't God just just kill him and go and throw him in the lake and fire and, and be done with it? Well, why didn't God take us, throw us in the lake of fire and be done with us? Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 1 Kings? The book of 1 Kings, chapter 22. 1 Kings 22. Move down, if you will, to verse 19, reading the same passage that we read last week. And Micaiah said to Ahab, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne and all the host of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord, and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith? And he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, Thou shalt persuade him, and prevail also. Go forth, and do so. Now therefore, behold... The Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord has spoken evil concerning thee. And I want to continue with the subject we started last week, a lying spirit. Micaiah is one of few men in the Bible who actually saw the Lord sitting upon his throne in heaven. He has been called forth to stand before Ahab and Jehoshaphat to give a word of the Lord regarding an upcoming battle at Ramoth-Gilead against the Syrians. Ahab just had his 400 false prophets to stand before him and say, Go up, the Lord will deliver it into your hand. But Jehoshaphat was sitting there, and I don't know about this. Something don't look right. Something don't smell right. When you're a child of God and you've got the Holy Spirit in your heart, you can just tell when something ain't quite right. Jehoshaphat turned to Ahab and said, Don't you have another prophet side these guys? I want to hear a word from the Lord. And Ahab said, yeah, there's Micaiah. I don't like him because he don't ever speak anything good concerning me. But 
we'll bring him in. And so they brought him in and advised him to give a good word to the king. And Micaiah said, Micaiah, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. Micaiah, I think. I may call it this, I may call it that. But he's brought in and they advise him to give a good word to the king. And he said, what the Lord tells me, that's what I'm going to say. And his message is right the opposite of what these false prophets were saying. And he said, I saw all of Israel scattered upon the hills like sheep without a shepherd. They have no master. Let every man return home in peace. Ahab and Jehoshaphat understood full well what was said in that word. Israel is going to lose the battle. There's going to be a lot of casualties. Ahab's going to die. It's in your best interest to turn around and go home and forget the whole thing. Ahab didn't like that. I told you he wasn't going to say a good word concerning me and that is when Micaiah opens up to us the spirit world and he reveals something that took place in the spirit world a conference not many in the Bible record such happenings the book of Job records a conference, a conversation that went on in heaven as it pertained to Job. And now Micaiah is going to reveal a conversation that took place in heaven as it regards Ahab. I got a feeling that these two particular happenings are not the only times that Names have been brought before the Lord, and there was a conversation about those individuals. In looking over this, I wonder if my name has been the talk of heaven. Not lifting myself up by no means, but has there been a conversation concerning me and what was said, was it good? Was it not so good? Have you come before the throne of grace and been the topic of conversation? And was it good or bad? Let me tell you this. To the federal government, you're just a number. But God knows your name. He knows your heart. Whether my name has come before His throne of grace or not, my prayers and your prayers most definitely have and the Lord is working on your prayers. <laughs> Glory to God. I feel that this morning. Glory to God. 
He's working on your prayers right now. Ahab was the topic of conversation. This whole thing had to deal with a man in leadership dying. There's not many problems in the world that a funeral can't solve. And I know that's ugly to say, but I know it to be the truth. And to give you an example of that, the sin problem that plagues humanity. Jesus Christ died on Calvary. He was placed in the tomb and rose from the dead the third day. There's not many problems that a funeral can't solve. See, some of you sitting here this morning, as well as myself, there are things that go on, and we've all got problems. We've all got issues and things that we struggle with and whatever the case. And we think our problems are the biggest problems. But friend, let me tell you, you ain't got no bigger problem than being dead and buried and let me tell you jesus christ overcame being dead and buried <laughs> glory to god and we serve a risen savior today that's able to do all things so don't give up don't quit don't stop continue to go before the lord in prayer seek his face he's working on your prayers right now Now, this conference that's going on in heaven, Micaiah begins to talk about how he saw the Lord sitting on his throne. God is still sitting on the throne, ladies and gentlemen. As we look at the world scene and all that's taking place around us today, the shadows of darkness have lengthened over this country and around the world since 2020. And it may look like Satan's having a field day, but he can't do no more than what God allows him to do. He has to go before the Lord and ask permission to do certain things. And someone would ask, why? Why has God allowed Satan this access? See, Satan and demon spirits have access to heaven. And they go before the Lord and they ask permission to do certain things. Why does God allow that? If you're turning your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, I'll show you. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. When God created man, he created man to have dominion over the earth. Flip over to Genesis 2 and verse 15. Genesis 2, verse 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. 
to dress it and keep it from what? Right here on the first few pages of human history, God points to an enemy. By this particular point in time, Lucifer has become Satan. Lucifer wanted to be God. He led a rebellion against God. One third of the angels sided with him. And there was a battle that took place. And that battle was lost. And Satan was kicked out of heaven. Now God creates the world and gives man dominion over the world. And what happened? Genesis 2, verse 16, The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. We all know the story. When Adam fell in that garden, he forfeited his dominion over to Satan. And sin is what gives Satan the legal right to do all that he does, which is to kill, steal, and destroy. Sin. Satan has a legal right to go before God and ask permission because of our sin. And let me tell you, Satan's having a field day today. And someone may ask the question, well, why doesn't God just kill the devil? When this rebellion took place sometime in the eons of the past, when Lucifer led that rebellion, why didn't God just, just kill him and go and throw him in the lake and fire and, and be done with it? Well, why didn't God take us and throw us in the lake of fire and be done with us? I don't have all the answers to that. The Apostle Paul, he's another one in the Bible that went to heaven and saw things that he wasn't allowed to write about, talk about. But even the Apostle Paul did not have the answer to this question. He called it a mystery, 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 4. He said, the mystery of iniquity doth already work. It's a mystery. We don't understand why God has allowed Satan to continue in all that he's doing. But his days are numbered. That's why he's working so hard. His days are numbered, Revelation 12, verse 7. This is going to take place in the not-too-distant future. There was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought in his angels and prevailed not. Neither was their place, notice the terminology, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. This is going to happen around the midpoint of the great tribulation period. So you want to know why the shadows of darkness are lengthening fast during this time that we're living in. Satan has but a short time. 
And the stage is being set for the Antichrist. Let's get back to this conference in heaven. This demon spirit in heaven. He overheard the Lord ask this question. 1 Kings 22, verse 20. Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? Verse 21, And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And the Lord said, Thou shalt persuade him and prevail also. Go forth and do so. We learn here by reading this that demon spirits are far more involved in the affairs of men than we realize and especially in leadership and government. Plus, we learn here that they're far more powerful than we realize. 1 Kings 22, verse 23. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets, and the Lord has spoken evil concerning thee. Micaiah is now looking at Ahab as he utters these words. These 400 guys that were just up here, they are empowered by a lying spirit. And we learn something else here. Not only just those false prophets are empowered by a lying spirit, but every false prophet, every false preacher, Every false teacher is empowered by a lying spirit, a demon spirit. The Bible tells us that these things are going to increase more and more in the last days. The Apostle Paul told Timothy, 1 Timothy 4, verse 1, The Spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. This tells us that people are affected by what they hear. And that's why it's so very important that we be careful in choosing the preacher that we listen to. Are you hearing me? It's important that you sit up under proper teaching and preaching because there's a lying spirit that has gone forth in the mouths of those that are false. And if you sit up under that false teaching, your conscience is going to be seared. Ahab didn't like what all was said here. 1 Kings 22, verse 27, he told the officer, Put this fellow in prison, feed him with bread and water of affliction. And they took Micaiah away to prison to be tortured. I wonder how far we are from that today. See, they've already got laws on the books. If you try to convert a Muslim, you can be put in jail, heavy fines. 
And they're pushing it now. If you're caught and turned in trying to convert a homosexual, you can be put in jail. How far are we to these things being enforced and so forth in this country? They carried Micaiah away. But as they dragged him away, he cried. Verse 28, hearken, O my people, hearken every one of you. Jehoshaphat, he's sitting there listening to all of this. Those words ring in his ears, pulling at his heart. This is the man. When Ahab asked him to join him in battle, he said, let's inquire of the Lord today regarding this. Ahab brings out his 400 false prophets. Jehoshaphat knew those guys were fake. He said, I want a word from the Lord. Well, now he's got his word from the Lord. And he did nothing with it. Hello? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, there's a lot of people that want to hear a word from the Lord, but they don't want to practice. Oh, good grace and mercy. <laughs> good grace and mercy. See, a lot of people, there are people out there, they want to hear the word of the Lord, but they don't want to practice the word of the Lord. Somebody told me the other day, of course, I already knew this, but... It's different when you hear it from somebody else. Brother James, what you see in the church, that ain't how they act at home. You're supposed to be a child of God everywhere. Jehoshaphat, he sat right there. He heard the word of the Lord, but did nothing with it. And he watched as they carried... Micaiah away to be tortured he didn't stand up for the man of God carried him away Jehoshaphat says absolutely nothing he did not allow the word of the Lord to change his mind as it regards that battle Jehoshaphat should have said Ahab we're not joining up with you I'm pulling my folks right now. We're getting out of here. I'm going home. I'm going to do what the Word of God said. He would have been a lot better off had he done that. A lot of lives would have been saved had he done that. But he didn't do it. Why? Why did this godly man hear the Word of the Lord and still go the other way? See, I ended a message two weeks ago. Y'all thought I had forgot about answering that question, but I'm finally getting around to it. Took me two weeks to get here, but I'm fixing to answer the question. How can somebody be in the Word, know the Word, and still go the opposite direction? I'm going to tell you why. The power of that lying spirit Are you hearing me? The power of that lying spirit seared his conscience. And it's happening today all around us, ladies and gentlemen.
conscience of people is being seared. And they're going the very opposite of the Word of God. But let me tell you this. No matter how powerful lying spirits are, no matter how powerful demon spirits are, you and I, as a child of God, we've got authority over these things. Did you hear me? We have power and authority over these demon spirits. Jesus said in Matthew 18, as I close, Matthew 18, verse 18, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. And again I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Church. It's time for us to have a conference with Jesus Christ. It's time for us to have a conversation with the Lord regarding the lying spirits that are loose in our country, deceiving people, Christian people, good people. It's time for us to go before the Lord and take authority over these things. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.